I got my weekly crying over, so here we go. We are, uh, we are in part three of our series, Identity Defined. And, uh, and I was thinking about this, and he's like, you know, um, I think this is one of those, um, one of those subjects that I think kind of goes under the radar, and we don't think a whole lot about it, and we don't think there's really too much to it, but when you actually start drilling down on it, you're kind of like, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, this is powerful. It's a powerful, powerful thing, and, uh, and, and Barry kicked this series off, and he talked a little bit about you know, what our identity is and where we search for our identity pre-Jesus. So um, if you're just kind of living in the world and, and Jesus isn't a part of your deal, um, you certainly, and it's not that you don't believe that there was a guy named Jesus, but you, you know, you haven't surrendered your life to him. Um, you wouldn't say he's my savior. You would certainly not say he's my Lord. Um, and, and you're just kind of living in the world, going along with the flow of how the rest of the world just kind of goes and says, this is what you need to do. So you're kind of like, okay, I guess that's what I need to do. And, 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 and here's how you need to live. And you're like, okay, I guess that's how I need to live. And here's how you find your identity. And, and, and you're thinking, okay, well, I, maybe if I you know, do this, I'll find my identity. So you kind of um, go through life, but you're, you're, you're thinking, gosh, um, where do I, who am I? And so many times we attach our identity to what we do. Um, so it's, it's like, well, who am I? Well, what is it that I do? I'm, you know, I'm an electrician. I, my, I'm an electrician. That's who I am. That's what, maybe it's a plumber. I'm a plumber. That's, that's who I am. That's what it, maybe it's a teacher. I'm, I'm a teacher. That's who I am. That's what I do. Maybe it's a banker. I'm a, I'm a banker. That's who I am. That's what I that's what I do. Maybe it's a role that you play. I'm, my identity is I'm a mom. My identity is I'm, I'm a dad. My identity is I'm a grandparent. That's, that's who I am. That's, that's, what I, that's what I do. And yet, I think, I think that's a mistake. And, and yet, if you're pre-Jesus, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world because where else are you going to find your identity? It's like, well, maybe if I find my identity in how much money I have, um, and, and people would ask, well, how, how much money is enough? And you would think, well, just a little bit more. That's, that's usually the answer, right? Just a little bit more. And it really doesn't matter how much you have. That's, that's who I am. And, and, and if you don't have that identity or if, you know, you can't be an electrician the rest of your life, you can't be a uh, football player the rest of your life, just, you know, ask Tom. So um, you kind of like, Tom's going to go through an identity crisis, right? Tom Brady, you, you know who I'm talking about, Tom? Tom? Okay. Everyone's like, Tom who? It's like, I don't, I don't know how to be anything else. I guarantee you, he's just going to go through this, and you're lost. You're lost. It's like, I, I'm not that anymore. It's, it's, it's like I told you last week, I was an athlete growing up, and then I got to college, and it's like, well, I'm still kind of an athlete, but I'm not playing any organized sports, so... I guess I'm not. Nobody cares. So who am I? I? I don't know who I am. And when you're lost and you can't answer the question, I don't know exactly who I am, then you go searching for it. And when you can't find it, it kind of leads you to this, this bizarre place. There's a lot of bizarre behaviors that happen because we don't know who we are and we're searching for it. And so we just kind of start going down those and what's a little bit heartbreaking to me is 
when, when you surrender your life to Christ, he gives you a new identity. He says, this is who you are. And this is who you are not for today. This isn't who you are for tomorrow. This isn't who you are for the next year. This is who you are for eternity into the future. It's never going to change. This is who you will always, always be. And it doesn't matter what you do or for how long you do it. And it doesn't matter, you know, kind of what posse you run with. Like, you know, you're kind of you like, you, you like the rancher genre, so you're the rancher type, which is fine. You're like, no, I'm not a rancher. I'm, I'm the farmer. And so, you know, I, basically the farmer is kind of like the rancher because I, bo- I have the pliers on. But I don't have cowboy boots. I have something different, you know. And but so it's a close, but it's different. Um, and maybe you run with the skateboard posse, and that that's fine. Maybe your your genre is the zipper music, you know. You're <laughs> you got the you like that, and that's fine. Whatever posse you run with, that's that's totally fine. But that's not who you are. That's just who you run with. There's something behind all that, and we were talking about it last week in Christ. You're wanted. It's not like I'm wanted sometimes and other times I'm not. It's not like I'm wanted if I perform and go to church enough. No, you're wanted. Your heavenly Father has declared you are wanted. You are always wanted. That will never, ever change. Eternity into the future. I'm valuable. You are so valuable. Jesus bled out for you. On purpose. Well, that's, <laughs> that's value. I have a role to play. In fact, there's been this exchange of kingdoms, and I'm, and, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit more uh, about that. But, this, you know, Jesus is inviting me to participate in his kingdom rather than just mine. And, and he says, I have a role for you to play in that kingdom. I have a role for you to play in that. You're needed in that kingdom. You now have a family. In fact, you may have grown up in a great family. Now you have a bigger family. You may have grown up in, without a family at all. Maybe you watching online, you're just like, I don't really. Maybe you grew up in a family, you're like, well, they were dysfunctional. Now, there's parts of this big family that are dysfunctional too, but there's some parts of this family that are awesome. And I'm just telling you what, it, 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 it's, it is a fun ride to be a part of this family. I have purpose. I now know why I'm here on this earth and what gets me up every day. I know what it is God wants me to do. I know why I'm here. I'm loved. I'm not loved based on my performance I'm not loved based on my obedience. My, you know, I'm not loved to the degree that I perform, to the degree that I, that I obey. I'm not loved to that degree. I'm loved despite my performance. I mean, who does that? That's, that's phenomenal. I mean, I'm forgiven. In other words, Jesus has canceled the debt. I owed a debt. I, I have a sin debt, and I couldn't pay it. It's like, it's way too much. There's no way in the world I could ever, ever pay that much back. I, I, I couldn't do it. And, and Jesus says, I know you can't do it, so I paid it for you, and now your debt has been canceled. You are debt-free. 
Are you kidding me? I get to, I get to live in this life with Jesus debt-free? Woo! I'm made perfect. I stand before a holy God as holy without a single fault. Not because of me, but because that's what I am in Christ. I've been sealed. I've been sealed. We talked a little bit about this last week, but I, 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 I wanted to kind of help you understand it even in more. Um, <clears throat> your heavenly Father has identified, when you're in Christ, he's identified you as his own. In other words, he's kind of branded you. He's like, you're, he, they belong to me. And the seal comes with the Holy Spirit. He gives you his spirit to live inside of you. That's the seal. You've been given the spirit of God. And no matter how you, how you behave and, 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 and you're kind of like, you mean that, that guy? I mean, you realize what he was doing and what he's done? And he's like, I know. Yep, I know. He's mine. You still want him? Yep. Still, he's, he's mine. He's, part of the, he's in the family. Oh, man, he's kind of renegading. The, yeah, I know. Still mine. Still in the family. Sealed. It's mine. I've identified him as my own. See, <clears throat> this is what's interesting um, to me. This is who we are. And this is who we will always be. This will never, ever change. Now, let me ask you something. If you actually believe this, if you got up every single day and, and you looked at this, you spent some time with Jesus, you had a cup of coffee, you told yourself the dad joke, and you got it right, and you, you looked at this, what would this do to your emotional health? I, I think in Christ, you're like, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't say, sign me up for that? I mean, if that's who I am in Christ, and that's never, ever going to change, Oh, man. So I know who I am, and I know whose I am. And it's never going to change eternity into the future. I mean, <clears throat> I wanted the guys to cue this up, but they didn't have enough time to cue it up. I, it kind of reminds me of MC Hammer. Can't touch this? Mm. Can't touch this. Mm. Can't touch this, right? It's I'm sorry. I mean, rapper, it's not my thing. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have done that. Anyway, can't touch it. Nobody can touch it. That's who you're always going to be. You will always be this eternity in the future. No matter what's going on in the you know behind the scenes. No matter if you change careers. No matter if you invest in something and fail and you go bankrupt. No matter what happens in your life, this in Christ you will always, always, and forever be. Sign me up for that. Because that's amazing. And so now I know who I am, and I know who's. I am. So today, I kind of want to drill down on a couple things that we are in Christ. And, and because we are this, how should it then kind of change our worlds? I mean, 
how should it change my perspective? And so I want to kind of drill down on I have purpose, I have a role, and I'm needed. And uh, what's interesting to me is as a pastor, I get a front row seat um, to people that live as if all there is to this life is this life. They, they live this life as if that's all there is. And then I get to watch people who are in Christ, who have, who have given their lives to Jesus, and, and they still live that way. And I think, oh man, how tragic. In fact, I, I, I watch as people are kind of like, you know what, um, Eric, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I'm glad that, that God's building his kingdom, and that's just great. I hope somebody does that. I hope somebody does that, but I just want to go to heaven when I die. Other than that, I'm going to build my kingdom, so leave me alone. I'm building my kingdom, and I want some a la carte Jesus along the way, because when I get my back against the wall and I need some Jesus, then I want him to come off and help me. But other than that, I want him to help me build my kingdom. I'm not interested in giving up my kingdom to build his, so forget it. And in so doing, they lose their purpose, they lose their role, and eventually they don't think they're needed. And let me see if I can illustrate this. Um, <clears throat> this is amazing to me. So this is, uh, oh, golly. Oh, boy, good job. Thank you. That's my magic trick right there. My family. So, <clears throat> this right here represents your life on earth, okay? Just play along with me for just a second. Th this right here represents the days that God has ordained for you, and your days are numbered. The rest of this represents millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years that every single one of you and every single one of you online is going to live into the future. And, and this is what is phenomenal to me. We're, we live our entire life as if this is all there is. That's it. I, I'm watching an entire generation of parents raising their children. They're, they're spending 18 years of their life raising their children to get a scholarship for four years so that they can live their life making a bunch of money so that they maybe can raise enough you know, funds to enjoy this much of their life. And I think, wow, how tragic. How, how utterly tragic uh, to live our life as if this is all there is. And, 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 and to have the perspective that, that what I am in this life is really all there is to this life. And if you believe that, then it would make sense that your identity would just be, you know what, I just, I just want to make as much money as I can possibly make 
live as comfortably as possible, and then die. I mean, that would make perfect sense if you believe that all there is to this life is this life. But if it just keeps going on, why in the world would you limit yourself to this? Why in the world would you sacrifice 18 years of your children's life raising them, trying to teach them how to have a trade to make a lot of money and forget to train them for this? I can't understand it. I, 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 I just, I just think, oh, what a loss. What a loss. You see, <clears throat> the New Testament teaches us something different. And so here's my question to you. Are you living as though all there is to this life is this life? Because this isn't going to lead to a satisfying life. I have, I have sat beside the, the bed of, of someone who was dying lots of times. As a pastor, that's one of the things I'm not very good at. But, I, you know, you sign up for pastor, that's what you get to do. So I'm, I'm sitting there, and, and this is amazing. This is amazing to me. I have yet to have anyone on their dying bed say, Eric, um, could you have the family bring my gun collection in? Because I just want to spend a little bit more time with my guns before I die. Never. Never had that request. Eric, you know, I was thinking, before I die, I just want to, could you bring my car in? I just want to spend a little bit of time with my car before I die. Never. Could I just go home? Because I want to hug my home. I just want to hug my house for a little bit longer, right before I, never. You know what it's about? Every single time, without question, every single time, it is about relationships, sometimes joy in the relationship and a, and a life well spent in relationship and love about those relationships or regret about those relationships and how those relationships are going to affect into eternity, always. That's what I always see. Because all of a sudden, living as if all there is to this life makes no sense. And the New Testament writers, it's just amazing. They're all over the New Testament. It's kind of like, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. This is who you are in Christ. You don't have to wait to start living as if you are a citizen of heaven. You are in Christ. You can start living that way right now. There he goes again, Philippians 3.20, but we are citizens of heaven. Here's the author of Hebrews in Hebrews 13, verse 14. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. It's out in the future. That's what we're looking forward to. That's what we're living for. Here's Peter, 1 Peter 1, verse 3 and 4. Now we live with great expectation. What are you expecting, Peter? We're expecting that we would have a priceless inheritance. Some of you, you can't wait to inherit your parents' wealth. Why? Because you're just like, <laughs> I can live comfortable and until the rest of my days. 
Here's the thing. In Christ, you are a child of God. And as a child of God, you get a full-blown inheritance that lasts for eternity into the future. And you just want this tiny little one? Bad trade. It's a priceless inheritance. That's why it's priceless. It just, it just goes on forever. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. In other words, it can't be taken away from you. It won't change. It won't rust over time. It's not an asset that's kind of like, it has risk to it. And you're kind of like, I don't know if it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. And so Paul's just like, guys, I want you to, to live in, in the kingdom of God right now, and I realize there's this tension. There's this tension of, 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 of the, you know, is it going to be your kingdom or is it going to be God's kingdom? And here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. This is, this is phenomenal to me. So this tennis ball represents your kingdom, okay? It, it represents your kingdom. Do you know how to catch a monkey? I know, that was random, wasn't it? Um, you actually put something in a jar or a container that the monkey really, really wants, and they'll put their hand in it and grab a hold of it, and they will not let go of it. And so there's just a string attached to the other end, and you just pull the monkey to you, and he will not let go of it. And as long as he does not let go of it, you can catch him, and he is not free. All he needs to know is that he could be free if he would let go. But honestly, isn't that the tension? I don't think that's free, Eric. Eric, I don't think this is free. I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't know that that's freedom. So I'm going to hold on to my kingdom. And, and here's the thing. What do you do with your hopes and your dreams? And, and there is a tension there, right? Because you're kind of like, but, but God's gifted me to do some things. I have talents and I do have some dreams that I want to accomplish. And those are great things. But at the end of those things, what's at the end of it? Are you at the end of it? Because if you're at the end of your kingdom, that's too small a thing to live for. And so, is, are at the end of your kingdom, is, is God at the end of your kingdom? You're kind of like, okay, God, you've wired me to do this, and these are some things that I want to accomplish. These are some things that I want to do. Is there a way that I can do that in your kingdom to build your kingdom? Can I, can I bring this kingdom into yours and use this to build your kingdom? Because at the end of my kingdom, I don't want it to be me. I want it to be you. That takes Surrender, that takes something that's terrifying. And that's one major reason why the road to destruction is so wide and the road to Jesus is so narrow because people will not surrender. But if this is who I am in Christ and, I, and I'm, and I'm going to begin to say, you know what? I am surrendering my kingdom, Jesus, to you, and if you can leverage what it is you've given me for you, 
man, it, it's yours. And so I, I just lay it all down at your feet. And I'm going to begin living right now as a citizen of heaven so that when I actually get to heaven, I'm not surprised and have to relearn how to live. I've been actually living that way my whole life. If that is true, then Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1, since you have been raised to new life, since, therefore, since you have been raised to this new life in Christ, where I'm building his kingdom, not just my own, set your sights on the realities of heaven. There it is again. I'm not just living for this life. I don't think all there is to this life is this life. I'm, I'm living beyond that. Where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life. Didn't you? You're like, no, you're not really, Eric. I mean, if I'm honest, not, no, I didn't. I want to go to heaven when I die. But I didn't really, I didn't, no, I didn't really. I, I, I want both. Yeah, I want God's kingdom to, to kind of be built, but I want someone else to do it. I want my deal for me. You died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glories. In other words, there's unbelievable benefit and freedom in surrendering all that you are and all that you've been given to Jesus. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Some of you are holding on to some sin like you're holding on to your kingdom, and it's, and it's holding you back. You, you have unbelievable potential to build God's kingdom in 